Look at here, look at here, we are back. I'm the Hector Guy with I Am Big Heck. I'm here with the Sandman. Sandman, what you do? What up, man? Back at the show on a little vacay. I know you out there doing some promo out in Houston. I'm down uh-huh. here. I was down there with the family. That's pretty much well, what's going on. Well, hopefully we get better better audio this week. Oh, no, audio is good, man. We are. Right. We made it through. I know a lot of I know probably some of the listeners had to get through a couple few seconds here and there of uh, a little bit sounding like we were like, I don't know, some automatic systematic type shit. But whatever. We good. <laughs> you see, you see, the problem is our listeners don't know what it took to record that show last week. That's right. All the way from Houston, Texas, baby. I was in Houston, Texas, man. Yeah, I was in Houston, Texas promoting the shit out of the show, man. I imagine that because, you know, they just getting out of that whole, you know, no electricity shit. I imagine their broadband all that great either. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't ain't too much all that good in Texas, but I love Texas, man. I love my people up in Texas, man. But you know what? I don't I don't see myself moving to Texas. You know how they're saying everybody's uh, moving to Texas. Californians moving to Texas. It ain't going to be me. I spent my years in Texas when I was in the military. When I first started, when I was up in the Air Force, San Antonio, down in Lackland, I did that for a little bit, but I'm good with Texas. I'm sure Texas got its legit spot. I'm sure a lot of people will rep it, but it's West Coast for me. Need the water. Oh, man, West, West Coast for life, man. West Coast for life. L.A. for life here, man. I'm an L.A. kid, born and raised. In the playgrounds where I spend most of my days. But uh, you know what? I did like Houston, though. I will go back. I am going back. Uh, got family out there. So definitely going back there and um, visiting them, man. But you know what? The, the, the one thing about Texas, man, you know how they say they're opening up everything? Yeah, give me the low it, on the text. On the Texas yeah, it, 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 it's actually not as bad as they make it sound like on the news. You know, once we got there, every business basically has their mandate on how, how, how to wear the mask and, you know, if you need to wear the mask when you come in and almost everywhere we went, you know, I was at a hotel, the hotels mask mandate, every restaurant we went to was mask mandate. Um, I want to say out of everywhere we went to go eat, everybody had protocols except one restaurant. Uh, I'm not going to put them on blast or anything except one restaurant (laughs) didn't have no protocols, which kind of made me feel uneasy. But other than that, every other restaurant protocols in place, social distancing, mask on, mask required by the patrons. Um, it, it went wilding it, out. It was wilding out, baby. But you know what? Food in, in Houston was awesome, man. It was off the chain. Was it? Okay. So let yep. me tell you, so let me get this right. So you telling me everybody followed with protocols. What about on the streets though? I want to say, you know what? I want to say overall, I want to say 90% of the people that we ran into was following protocols. Yeah, you had your knucklehead here and there that, you know, you know, just didn't wear the mask out in public or didn't wear the mask at at a, you know, at a restaurant or, you know, a location that we went to. But the staff always asked them to put their mask on. Um, You know, we didn't we didn't run to too many knuckleheads out there. That's funny because I would have thought that San Diego would have been like on the up and up, but. I think most of the time I saw a lot of fools just walking around with no mask, or at least their mask was like underneath their chin. Like they were wearing it like a beard or something. <laughs> and the minute they got into a restaurant and they sat down, that, that must have been the cue. Take the mask off because everybody, that's pretty much what happened. You know, people still walked around. Hey, hey the restaurants are starting to pop because the week that I went there, uh, pretty much that's the week that a lot of the 
the mandates were coming off. So, you know, restaurants opening back up, things, bars were starting to open up back up. Right now what they do, and they're blocking off some of the streets off and just making it just like a pedestrian-only zone so people can just kind of walk through because right now the restaurant's just taking over the streets. Literally, they've built all these seats out into the street. So you got like young kids, millennials, Generation Zs, everyone just out there in the street acting a fool. Talk about six feet of space. Nah, no such thing. <laughs> no such thing. I can tell you that. There was no such thing. You know what? And and, and that's one thing I noticed in Texas. I, I guess Texas is so open. And I went to Houston, but we did a layover in Dallas. But even though in Dallas and Houston, I guess the area is just so open that there was no, I mean, there was no congregating. There was no, like, everywhere we went to go eat or everywhere we went, it wasn't like packed, right? There was social distancing. All the protocols were in place. So do you think it's one of those things that Texas says, you know what, fuck it. You guys do whatever the hell y'all want. So people are like, nah, I got to take care of myself. And here in California, the governor and mayors and stuff are saying, you know what, you got to do this. So people are like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know what it is? Like I think reverse psychology thing going I, on over there. I don't there. know what's going on. It's either one of you know how when you were in, when you were in like in school and you were in like elementary school and then they let you out for a recess and everybody just like just ran to the playground and just acted a fool. It's like they never been they never seen the sun out before. They never been freed before. That's pretty much why everyone's acting like in uh, San Diego. I'm telling you, there was a lot of young kids just congregating. Literally, the lines were supposed to be spacing at least three to six feet apart. Nah, everyone was just like neck and neck. It was a group just trying to get in the club. Wow. And bars. The bars were just lit. And this was like during the weekdays. I'm not even talking about the weekends. This was like the weekday. I think people have been waiting for too long. They were waiting. <laughs> that that must be it. Because I'll tell you what, and shout out, uh, I'm giving a big shout out over to the Sugar Room in Houston, Texas. They're going to get a foodie award, man, for drinks. I think we got to call it something different, maybe a mixologist award or something, but it's a bar in Texas. It's called the Sugar Room. Uh, So let me tell you about this place, man. Yeah, Um, tell me about it. it, Since you brought up the bars, first of all, it's not packed at all. The bars were not packed. I mean, they were pretty much empty. Um, You know, you you get your own table and, you know, social distancing, uh, 100%, right? But let me tell you about the sugar room, man. You walk into the sugar room. It's a bakery. Okay. It's literally a bakery. You walk in and, you know, you order your bakeries and stuff. But there's a door. There's a secret door. And you go through the secret door. There's this big guy standing there checking your ID. Check your ID. Easy thing right now. Oh, dude, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) And then you go into the next room, which you go into this back room, no windows, no doors. You walk, well, there's doors, but, you know, you get the gist of it, right? There's no windows. You walk in, you feel like you're in a strip club, but it's actual bar, man. It's kind of like real laid back. Shout out to the to the bartender there. His name was Josh, man. He hooked up the best drinks. All right. I swear. Okay. I, I'm going to Houston just to go back to the sugar room, man. Oh, that's best good. drinks. I actually posted them on my Instagram, so everybody check those out um, on my Instagram because if you're ever in Texas, if you're ever in Houston, you got to go to the sugar room. It, it is by far one of those places that you just got to go, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and add on to some of that shout out, too, because, you know, I went out with the family. So 
naturally I had to do a little breakfast and brunch. So I got to talk about this one spot that I like going to. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, the Breakfast Republic. It's I spot. have, I have. Yeah, so it's right downtown. It's like on 7th and G. Uh, normally, if you don't get there early enough, you're going to be at least waiting for about 45 minutes just to kind of get a seat. So food's good. I mean, they got like a variety of different types of stuff to uh, from from your burritos to your little taco breakfasts to to your uh, to your eggs benedict whatever that is scrambles they got they got a fire French toast they they got a whole list of different things you can try so I'm gonna give them the shout out for as far as like the foodie award for like the breakfast spot of uh, of the morning as far as the brunch thing goes they win that award because I made sure my my trip was really all about the food. I was look. I was I was making sure that I was going to try any spot out there that claimed to be the best. So I went to a couple brunch spots, but that one takes the cake. Of course, I went through a few other dinners and a few lunch so, spots, but the breakfast spot, I'm gonna have to award Breakfast Republic for that one. Breakfast Republic in San Diego, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Seventh and G. Yes, Seventh and G. And believe it or not, right, they've man, only been around since 2015. Yeah. yeah, it's been six years, man. They've been around a while. They do their years. thing. They do their thing. They are. They hey hey. They stayed in business six years, so it must be good. <laughs> so I might have to go check them out, man. I might have to go check them out. So we gonna give them the foodie award, the Breakfast Republic in San Diego, and uh, the Sugar Room in Houston, Texas, man. So we giving two for one today. We got that's two right. First. Hey man, we were out in the road, so might as well just give the people the awards if they earned it. Oh, uh, most def, most def. Hey, another shout out, man. We got one of our fans, loyal listener. His name is Zeus. From Los up, Angeles. Zeus. That's a badass name, dude. dude Tell we me had, no we had, hey, we had a Jesus right last Zeus. week. Now we got Juice. We got Zeus, now. Zeus, Zeus, Zeus. Okay. The God of Thunder, man. It's like Thor, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to give out a shout out to, to Zeus uh, today. But, man, hey, so um, I want to go ahead and ask our listeners if the U.S. should legalize marijuana because you heard that New York just legalized it. it uh, you know what I thought, man? I would have thought if any city would have legalized marijuana first, it would have been New York. I thought they would have been like, you know, the leader and all that stuff. Have, I mean, followed you by... You would think, right? I would think. I would think at least my hometown, uh, East Coast, would have been like, yeah, we're going to be first at this. Because you know what they say, you know, New York's where it's at. I'm surprised they ain't, they weren't the first. Not, they were not the first, man. They were not the first, but they are the last. They're the last ones that just legalized it. Now, when you say legalized, are you talking about I can just walk down the street like I'm smoking a c- cigarette just like that? It could just be a weed? You know what? I don't think I don't think they got that far yet. I, I think they just voted and it passed, the, um, you know, the Capitol New York Assembly bill. So uh, it passed the assembly, so they voted for it. So I don't think they got that far on what the the guidelines are going to be for it, but it was legalized. And you know what? Our fans, 88% of our fans say that we should be legal in the United States, I mean, all across really, the United States. I mean, we really what should. What do you think? I think we really should, dude. I mean, the the Netherlands, they've been doing it for for years now man amsterdam I'm, i've been to amsterdam they got these cafes and these coffee shops 
And the difference between a cafe and a coffee shop is in a coffee shop, this is where you find your weed. And it's just like something you, it's just like ordering your coffee. You sit down, you have a coffee, you have a little blunt. That's how it is. And they've been doing it for a while and they, and they ain't got no problem with it. So why do you think we haven't legalized it yet as a uh, country? Uh, it's got to be. There's only one thing, man. It's always about the money, isn't it? True. I don't, see the, mo- think, I don't see the moral. What did the moral. you think? But wouldn't you think if it's about the money, it's actually, I mean, we should legalize it so we could tax the shit out of it, like cigarettes and alcohol and all that. Oh, it's happening. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, we, we, we weren't around for, you know, uh, back in the day when, when, you know, we had to worry about alcohol and whatnot. None of that stuff. You remember those days reading about hey. that in the books? Yeah. I, I remember I took there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's going to go the same way. It's just so, going to go the same way. So let me ask you, what about like pilots and doctors and surgeons and shit? I mean, if they legalize it, that means you could smoke it, right? Nah. See, if I'm a pilot to... or I'm a doctor, I mean. Oh, yeah. And I think anybody can, can smoke it. It's just like it's just like alcohol. It's so you want like your alcohol. surgeon? You want your surgeon uh, smoking on a blunt? If my surgeon take, is my surgeon taking a drink right now? Probably. Sure yeah, you, you don't know. See? You don't know, but 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 that's the thing. You you really can't test for it, right? You really can't test when somebody's um on weed right now versus where you high yesterday. Wait, I thought you could. Am I wrong with that? I thought they could tell. Uh, you know what? System. We might we might have to check because that I'm aware of. I don't think there's uh there's a test that says if it's in your system right now or was it yesterday? Because I know it stays in your system for like thirty days. You know what I think? I think it's all fear based. I think it's just like the way alcohol became something that we do on a daily basis i mean you can just go to the club and you have yourself a couple shots a couple drinks here and there and you go home and you're straight you ain't gonna go take a couple shots before you get up at nine o'clock in the morning go do surgery nah right you know to each its own to each if i was a doctor i I probably would i I just want to see how well i handle it (laughs) that that doctor career is gonna be real short-lived my brother (laughs) dr big head can you imagine uh yeah but yeah i was crazy enough to let me let me perform surgery on them high and drunk yeah i mean you you're probably right about that um i I think there's got to be better guidelines uh to monitor it but i mean it's one of those things that that it should have been legalized a long time ago honestly it should have you know what i mean the knuckleheads are always going to be knuckleheads but if you if you done spend your whole entire life eight to ten years putting in that work just so you can become a professional a surgeon or a doctor or a lawyer, you ain't gonna fuck that up unless you got some problems because then that shit just comes some out. Fucked up pe- I know some fucked up people that would probably fuck that up. Yeah, but of course, there's always some fucked up people out there in the world, but you know, majority of the people, if they're gonna put all that effort into trying to do something in their lives, they ain't gonna just let a little weed just fuck them up. It's just like letting alcohol, alcohol disease, there's alcohol disease. Are you gonna tell me maybe there's, an, there's like a drug disease too? You know what? <laughs> that 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 is the question. But you know what? At the end of the day, ninety, what what was it? Eighty eight percent of our fans says legalize marijuana. So you know what? The hectic hour has to listen to our fans. We're democratic here, so we're gonna listen to our fans and we're gonna promote legalized marijuana because we've evolved as a society. We have evolved. We That's have what you call evolved. it. That's all. That all it right, is, man. So free the weed. That's so it. free the weed, free that, the weed. That, that puff, that's puff gonna smoke. be our look. There we go. You know what? I'm writing that shit down. Free the weed. 
puff, puff, smoke. Let let adults and make adults. Puff, decisions. puff, pass, baby. Puff, yeah. puff. But when you hit it, girl. Yeah. All right. Free the weed. Here we go. All right. Good enough, man. What, what but, you got going on, man? Well, well, speaking of weed, right? Speaking of drugs, here's something very serious to talk about. Now, I don't I know you were out in Houston and I was out in San Diego. I obviously had a chance to kind of like have my mornings where I had an opportunity to do one thing that was like listen to the current trial that's happening for uh, George Floyd. You know, obviously the man that was ruthlessly murdered by a cop. And that's what I think exactly what took place is a murder. So the trial of, of um, Derek Chavan is actually currently happening right now. And I had a chance to kind of listen to some of the witnesses and actually listen to the to the real audio of what took place on that day. And man, these prosecutors and better, you know, not even the prosecutors, the prosecutors are doing a fine job, but the defense, they just throw everything to the wall and see what stick. I mean, they were just trying to bring everything about the man's past saying they really try to put it on the fact that, you know, it must've been an overdose that got him killed and not necessarily the fact that that motherfucker was kneeling on his knee on his neck for over nine minutes, nine minutes. And so, oh. yeah, that, that's so, the whole so, thing. Yeah. So let, 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 let's catch our audience, uh, our listeners up to what's going on. So Gary Siobhan is a police officer that killed, um, George and we're Floyd. saying killed. <laughs> <laughs> killed George Floyd. Yeah. I mean, he basically killed him up in, uh, where was it, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. Yes, sir. It was up in Minnesota where he put his knee on back of his neck for nine minutes. Yep, nine minutes. And George Floyd couldn't breathe, stopped breathing, and ended up passing away. So he, here's here's my thing, man. I've I, I seen that video um, dozens of times. When a grown man is saying, I can't breathe, and before passing out, he starts calling for his mom. That's deep, man. That's, in- that's incredibly deep. That's, that's, I've heard the, uh, I've heard bits and pieces of the clip, but of the day of the trial, I got a chance to listen to the, the first day of the trial. And I'm telling you, I, for the first time, got a chance to listen it from start to finish. And listening to the way that the prosecutor was describing each and every moment, it felt like you were literally living that moment. And you, and then for most people, I don't know, being a jury, I don't know how I would take it, man. That would just be some emotional shit. It would just well, be I, some crazy emotional stuff. I, I did read up on it today, and I heard that um, his sergeant, that arrived at the scene said, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but he said that um, the officer should have taken his knee off and handcuffed him once they had him under control. Cause they came a point where he was under control already. Yeah. Once you have, apparently from my, from my understanding, once you've had somebody in that, in that kind of hold down flat in the body and you've got them handcuffed, that's it. At that point, you've got them controlled. They need to sit him up, not lay on him for nine minutes and 29 seconds. With your knee on his neck. With your knee on his neck. And the man couldn't breathe. And the man was telling you he couldn't breathe, and you just ignored it. Why don't you tell us, what are the witnesses saying? 
Well, some of the witnesses, like there was, there was this one guy who's got like an MMA background, and he was literally there for the entire um, for the entire uh, time, and he was literally shouting at them, saying, "Come on, let him breathe. Listen, the man can't breathe. He needs to move. Make him move. You being a bum. Come on, get out of the way. Move up. The way you holding him down is kind of like a chokehold. It's like a blood chokehold. He's gonna die." and didn't even listen there was even an emt who was on the scene who was off duty who was saying hey he doesn't look too well i think i should start helping out right now move out the way and i can start to you know help revive him or something nope nothing and all the people around shouting out the cops trying to let them know hey whatever you're doing it's going the wrong way. Y'all need to stop. Stop it with this macho shit. Stop it trying to act like you've got the situation under control because you clearly don't have this situation under control. And you know what the what the defense had the nerve to say? One of the reasons why uh, Derek Chavon himself couldn't think straight during that moment is because he was being distracted by all of the bystanders. So he felt that his life was in danger. So literally that's one of the reasons why he really couldn't focus on taking care of uh, of george floyd himself can you imagine being a cop for over 15 years and you telling me about eight to seven bystanders are gonna be are gonna scare you they're gonna be they're gonna throw you off your game something that you've been doing for 15 years that's the type of defense that they were trying to trying to throw at him that's the kind of shit that they're literally are trying to have stick it's so let me disgusting. ask you. So, so so let me ask you. You think the jury's buying it? Well, I know if I was a jury, I'm not buying it. I, I, so that, it, it, it's going to be charge. real. In, it, it's going to be real interesting. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I mean, I lived through. You weren't in L.A. in '92, were you? During the Rodney King? Oh no, man! I didn't hit. I didn't come to L.A. until after 9/11. Right. So so in '92, man, during Rodney King, man, you know, I seen. You know, I saw the city burn up, right? I could tell you stories behind stories of, of things that happened um, that week. But they didn't kill Rodney King. They beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But they didn't kill Rodney King. And there was an uprising, man. They killed George Floyd. He is dead. He's no longer with us. Whatever his past was, I heard he he did porn movies. I heard... He was on drugs. Um, his girlfriend said that she thought he, you know, he, he relapsed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard his girlfriend said that she relapsed. Uh, whatever his past is, you don't deserve to go out like that. You don't. You Nobody don't. does. Well, that's the thing. Nobody they're bringing, does. They're bringing all of his past into the situation. And what they're not doing, they're not allowing any of the past, any of um, Derek Chavon's past to be brought in either. All they fig- all they focusing on is that moment in time and that instant, as opposed to uh, the defense bringing in everything having to do with George's past, saying that he was a drug addict and obviously he's done heroin, he's done this, he's done that, and that morning in itself he must have been high and all. So it's all of that because if you go back into Derek Chavon's past, this happened before. This has happened. I'm talking about he's done this. He's knelt in someone else's neck prior to this before. So if you kind of go back and just um, just Google his name, read about his past, this ain't the first time. 
But but you know what the difference is? He's a cop. <laughs> no, no. The difference is this time it was caught on tape. It was caught on video. That's the difference. It was caught on, on video. So now hopefully he's being held accountable. And let's remind our listeners why this is happening. Why was George Floyd killed? Over $20. He was accused of trying to pass a $20 counterfeit bill, right? Yeah, exactly. And that cost him his life. $20 yeah. cost him his life. And you know, so the, the clerk himself said, man, he wish he never had to get he never he wish he never had this escalate to that point. Everyone's just like feeling remorse. Everyone, everyone in the situation, obviously, except yeah, for. <laughs> yeah, except for uh, Mr. Gary Siobhan that's mm-hmm. up there defending himself. So we're, we're, we're definitely going to keep talking about this as it goes on. And uh, like I said, hopefully. Um, you know, it doesn't boil over like it did in 92, man. Hopefully we start seeing justice um, for uh, George Floyd and, and and every other person that's been um, killed by by the police. So it, it, the th- th- this one just doesn't represent uh, George Floyd. I, th- I think this case represents, you know, Breonna Taylor, every person that's been killed. You know, I could go on and on naming people. Every person that's been killed innocently by the by the police. That's the thing about this particular trial. This this trial, even though it's about this one man and this one cop, it has it, there's so much more behind it. There's so much more behind it because all of America. It's actually when was the last time you saw a, a trial like this on TV? OJ Simpson, baby. That's it, and that's that's how long OJ. That's a long hey. time ago, and he was acquitted. And he was a what? He was a celebrity. He was a celebrity. He was acquitted. Mm-hmm. But later on, he came out with the book saying, if I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> I think he did it. Yeah. But anyway, hey, man, so what's going on with all these rappers nowadays, man? DMX, Dr. Dre. I- I'm changing the subject here real quick. But D- I heard yesterday DMX is in um, it's in the hospital. Heart attack, I heard. Mm-hmm. But first, first, I heard it was an overdose. Then his publicist or manager, somebody came out and said, no, it's a heart attack. Which one do you believe? Probably a little bit of both. He's 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 probably still think he's in his 20s. That's the problem. <laughs> he, he, he was probably coked up. That gave him a heart attack, right? Yeah, he's probably think he's still doing his dog days. Like, urf, urf. I think hey, that's he, what he thinks. <laughs> hey, hey, you remember that song, right? Party up, baby. Uh-huh. Exactly. You, you remember? I mean, and then Dr. Think- Dr. He still no, thinks he's riding hard. He still thinks he's riding hard, man. Oh man, hey, he's a rough rider, man. Stop. Uh. And then Dr. Dre a couple of weeks ago had an aneurysm. So it, basically, all the artists I grew up with are—I mean, I'm not going to say they're dying, but shit, hell, they're ending up in the hospital, man. Yeah, they starting to realize their mortality. That's what that is. That means that means we're getting old. That's exactly That's what, that what it is. It also means that y'all, you can't just get out there thinking you're about to do like a late night blunder and stay up all night and get yourself all coked up or whatever your drugs of choices and then mix that up with whatever your drink of choices and think you're going to come out the next day feeling like it ain't nothing. Nah, man. There's some repercussions for that. You know what, man? That's why when I drink, you know what? That's why when I drink now, dude, it's just my rum and coke, and I just relax and and kick back, maybe have a cigar, and just call it a day, man. I'm I'm not gonna be up at the club no more, man. Trying to hang with these young kids. No, sir. I mean, we're not there no more, man. No, that time is over. 
playtime's over, at least that kind of playtime. Get yourself some brunch, get yourself some dinner, get yourself some nice wine or whatever you drink of choices and just chill out. You've made all this money. Yo, just have the homies come over. Just have a chill night, man. You, you ain't gotta show you ain't gotta show how hard you are no more. That time's over. You're DMX, man. You're Dr. Trey. Come on, we man. Know, you, we know. You guys don't, you, yeah. You know, you don't need to run like that no more. But Dr. Dre did just recently get divorced too, though, right? Uh well, I mean that that's the norm. I mean that that's that's just like I'm I'm surprised when I don't hear that. How's that? It, it's not a matter of it's never a matter of, of if it's actually a when for these guys, for me. When when they're gonna get divorced? Exactly, dude. It's like I, I play this game with my wife all the time. When somebody gets together, I'm like, all right, what you think? Six months, a year, twenty four months, eighteen months. You know what, Sam? Man, <laughs> I think you're the one that's jinxing all these celebrities. Oh yeah, it's me. This thing's been yeah, happening it, way before I was born. Nah, I think <laughs> I think you're the one jinxing all these celebrities, man. But you know what? Speedy recovery's DMX, man. Hopefully he comes back and uh I, yes. I don't think he's I, I don't think he's doing music anymore, but hey, hopefully he comes back and you know he's still back, he's back to his old self, man. Just yeah, lay off uh just lay off whatever you were doing, DMX. I don't know about being back to your old self. How about being back and being a grown ass man and being responsible? Your health is what's important now. All right. Ain't, ain't that the truth, man? Yes, sir. Ain't that take, the truth. And, and I feel it every morning I wake up, man. Every bone in my body cracks. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know if he missed it by like a day because this shit happened on April 2nd. Maybe he was trying to do some April Fool shit. You think that's what it was? He, he's probably behind the on the calendar, man. <laughs> yeah, because it happened on Friday on April 2nd. So maybe he he really meant to do like an April Fool type shit. And then this is what happened. Oh man, you know what? Um, speaking of April Fools, man. Uh, so I I came back. Um, actually, I came back on April second. That's when I found out that uh, DMX was uh yeah. was in the hospital, right? Just in time. Uh, but <laughs> yep. But when I was flying back, um, what I usually do when I fly is I download movies on Netflix, right, or TV shows or documentaries. So I downloaded this documentary, The Keepers. On Netflix. Oh, okay. So let me tell you about this, uh, the keepers on Netflix, and and, and everybody, you, it's a must watch if you want to hear how corrupt the Catholic Church really is. Oh, so this so, is okay. So this is about the cat. Okay, it's it's about the Catholic Church, man. But l- let me tell you, let me give you the rundown on what happens. You got to get through the first episode because the first episode's a little slow, but then oh. it starts getting interesting. So basically, uh, the premise of it is they start talking about a nun, uh, nun Kathy. Her, her name was Kathy uh, Sissus. Mm-hmm. She is up in Baltimore. You're, you're neck of the woods, man. Um, yeah, that's always the Baltimore. Case. Oh. But she was up in Baltimore and she disappeared in the 60s, right? So it's a true and, crime and, documentary, basically. Yeah, yes, and no. It, it's, it's a bunch of amateur uh, retired teachers that decided to investigate. Okay. Right? So she disappeared and nobody knew what happened, right? They found her body a couple of weeks later in um, you know, in an isolated area up in the woods and whatnot, you know, a couple miles away from our home. They found her car in front of her house. But anyway, aside from that, right? So they start talking about this nun's death, and then as it starts unraveling, they start talking about the nun was a teacher at a uh-huh. at a local high school. And they start talking to the students and they start start to find out that 
this nun, one of the students confided in this nun that she was being sexually abused by one by one of the priests. Ain't that some shit, dude? But I, I, when I'm talking about abuse, I mean beyond abuse. She was like a sex slave, dude. She was being chaired by the cops. I, I mean, there were so many people involved, politicians um, involved in this. And when what? she confided, yes. And when she confided in this priest, the nun, I mean, she confided in the nun. I guess the nun approached the priest or whatever, or she was going to go to the cops. She ended up disappearing. I mean, it is fucking crazy, dude. It is fucking crazy how all that just kind of unraveled. And it kind of shows how the Catholic Church, instead of, you know, you know, throwing him in to the water and giving him over to the cops, how they kept moving him and hiding him you know until what, he only- finally passed away. Dude, that shit was fucking crazy. I, I can't, you know what? I, I'm not a practicing Catholic. I grew up Catholic, not a practicing Catholic. And after watching this, no guilt, dude, no well, guilt that I don't practice religion. Well, let anymore. me tell you about practicing Catholic. You're looking at your bonafide altar boy right here. Oh shit! You were an altar boy. Yes, sir, man. I grew up in the Catholic um, religion, man. My family is Catholic through and through. I ain't talking about on point. My, so, my so, elementary so, so. school, I went to a Catholic school, and my I literally did everything from your first communion to your confirmation, bro. I even worked at it. I even was an altar boy at a church in Boston for a good amount of years we're talking about like my junior high school years up until a couple years into high school that's how long i i I was an altar boy so so it sounds like confession time here man (laughs) should this be a fuck my life should this be a fuck my life moment man where i mean come on uh oh not even with us here yeah i'm I'm gonna tell you to the confessional and um you know I'm well, going to tell know. you this one line that's out there that... I mean, we that, could sue the Catholic Church, man. We oh, I ain't got paid. nothing to sue. I can tell you this. You, 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 there's this one line that, that that's a joke of a line, but it ain't that the truth. I'm going to tell you this. You know I'm black, right? <laughs> so that shit ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You seem a little defensive there. Oh, I oh yeah. Defensive ain't, ain't that... You think no. you think you might have you think you might have repressed your uh, your memories? Oh yeah, that's a good joke. That shit ain't never happened close <laughs> to me. But yeah, uh, you know I'm what? I, I'm, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna take that lightly because it's wrong, dude. It's nothing um, to be taken lightly. Yeah, but it's, I, I it's, totally it's, get you from the. I mean, from a, from a standpoint of having lived through just the, the 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 the. I'm telling you, through and through, my family. If you're talking about knowing everything that has to be with the Catholic church and every Sunday there I was doing my part, doing my bid. That, that was my day, Monday through Friday school, Saturday, I had my day off, did some chores around the house and Sundays, find mass in church just before mass in the back, getting the stuff ready with the priest, getting the wine ready, getting the, you know, the offerings ready, getting it all set and running through my process and then coming out and do my thing, walking out with the, with the, with the church hymn. Yeah. This was my life, bro. For about six years. That was me. But so I'm, did, I'm you ever see, did you ever, did, did, did you ever see anything that nope, was like, no, hold sir. on that, that, that's kind of funny. 
No, I was one of the lucky ones, man. I was one All of the right, lucky, ones. Hey, one hey, lucky hey. ones. And and the thing is, even though this thing is prominent a lot in, in the in the Catholic Church, I I did not I can also say it, it it's all it's not it's not everywhere. Just like everything, it's not everywhere. But uh literally if there was ever <laughs> one iota of that, my mom probably would have probably would have been like, no. <laughs> Yeah, you don't it's want to mess with a black it. woman with a with a black woman's son for one thing. That ain't that ain't going down. That ain't hey, going hey down you don't like want to yeah, you don't want to mess with the Hispanic woman's uh, son, dude. <laughs> yeah, because they don't they don't fuck around. But you know what? You know what? At the end of the day, I, I'm just not a practicing uh, Catholic. I hell, I don't practice religious, you know, at all. Uh, I, I'm just a kind of guy, kind of man that lives my life. That you know, I just believe in doing the right thing. That's it. Oh, like I told you, this was then. I'm I've done a completely a complete 180 on that now. I've you sure I, I question everything. <laughs> um, I'm 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 more of a I'm more siding with the atheist than I side with the religion. I don't really I think religion is a is a man's it's a, it's just it's the worst thing that you can create. You know what? I, 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 you know what? I wouldn't go. I, you know what? I wouldn't go that far to say it's the worst thing that's I'm created. Going. I'm going. I'm well, going. I'm gonna there. let you go there. I'm gonna let you go there, but I'm not gonna go there with you because I'm gonna tell you. I'm. You know what? I think some people need religion. Some people need to believe, and, and that's fine. You know, if that's what you need to get by, if that's what you need during the time of, of troubles, right? Um, when things get hard, you know. Uh, death or you know just just hard times some people need that do you you really some people do man honestly i I swear to god some people do they need they need that they need that i don't you can't find that i'm a a realist i'm I'm gonna find that in other ways why does it have to be like some made-up myth some made up because i'm gonna tell you why because that's the way people were brought up and that's what they believe in. They, you know, a lot of people believe that, uh, you know, when times are hard, you know, you look, you know, you look towards religious to try to help you through it. And you know what? But if that works for you, that's fine. It was that's a time, fine. It was for a time. me, it does. It doesn't work for me. You know, it is what it is. And we move on. But, you know, if, if it works for certain people, then, you know, I just let them be. There was a time people thought like Christopher Columbus discovered America. Hell, there was a time people thought the sun was a god, right? Mm. I'm so, just saying, I mean, man. I see, yeah. I'm willing. I haven't there, lived through this whole religion thing. Haven't been through that whole thing. I mean, from eat, sleep, breathe it. I am telling you, religion is the worst thing men ever invented. It might have started off right with just having a camaraderie amongst one another, having creating good faith, creating good experiences creating a family environment because you know other than having a family around you 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 wanted to create something where people felt that they belong i get that but to the extent that they've taken it to no i don't want any of that i don't believe in any of that stuff you know what you know what there's a difference between believing it needing it and wanting to believe in it right and i think people want to believe in it because they need to find that what's the word i'm looking for here man they they need to find that reason right 
that reason for being. And you know what? That's fine. If you need that in your life, you know what? To all our listeners, if you need that, go for it. You got my blessing. Evidently, Sandman doesn't. But no. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. So go ahead. Um. (laughs) So the the thing is, we are God's children, right? That's what they say. That's what they say. So you think God chose a specific group of people Dude. and spoke through them and said, "Didn't I just tell? <laughs> did, didn't I just tell you I'm not a believer?" Okay, all right. Didn't I just tell you I'm not a believer? I'm saying what I'm saying is that for our listeners that do believe, that's fine if they believe. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against somebody believing in God, and I'm not against somebody. Um, looking towards God during the time of need. You know what I mean? If that's what you need to get by, hey, by all means, go for it. I'm just saying that's not me. That's not what I need. And but I get it. I get you. Whereas you're basically saying that, you know, it's a pile of shit and you know, grow up and get over it. Religion is crap. Let me tell you this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna tell you one thing. Damn, dude, tell me how you really feel. Here, I believe there should be a God. Absolutely. I would give anything for it to be a God. Yes, I want to believe wholeheartedly in that. But I will not believe in a religion. I will not believe in a religion. Okay. I mean, you know what? I I, I could accept that more. I could accept that more. But yeah, no, you know what? I could accept that. I could accept that. I, I'm I'm with you hundred on that one. Just a bunch uh, of corrupt men. It's all that oh, it is. Oh, that that and that's why I don't give my money to uh to any religion. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. But you know what? Hey, I just made some no enemies. Right. <laughs> yeah, you made a shitload of enemies right now, man. We, we we we're gonna go down to. We had two whole listeners. We're gonna go down to one. Uh, but anyway, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day people get to live their life the way they want to live it, right? That's true. And that's why it's a free country, man. Who the fuck are we to tell them how to live? It is, but don't bring that around me. Don't make that a policy. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, 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 so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are your kids baptized? No. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, they are. So why? Oh, because I respect my wife's wishes. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There All you right, go. good enough. You know what? You know what time it is? What time is it, man? You know what? T- it's time for the 40 and 40 with two yeah, let wise. Me, let, let me take some of that veracity into the 40-40. <laughs> yeah, two. I mean, because I think I think we need to move in before we lose all our <laughs> listeners, man. With your uh, religious crap shit. But oh, anyway, uh-huh. we're, 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 we're going into the 40-40 with two wise men here. Not yes. three wise men, two wise men. I don't know if they think I'm wise today. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. yeah. Today, dude, you're gonna get a lot of hate today <laughs> after this one. But anyway, hey, that's what we're here for. I told, hey, hey, our 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 slogan is what we're gonna offend you. Yes, we are. So that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're here to do. So religious people, we just offended you. So if you really want to have a real talk one day, let me know. Religious. So folks. today's forty and forty comes from one of our lower listeners wanting to remain anonymous so we're gonna you know gonna leave her anonymous uh basically states this i've been with my boyfriend for seven years 
every time I bring up marriage, he gets upset and says, why do I pressure him that he's not ready? What should I do? First, you're going to say, so can you explain to me the type of pressure that I'm putting you in? What's the, seven, pressure, what's the seven, pressure that you talk about? <laughs> Sandman, seven years. <laughs> seven fucking, seven long years. Uh, so seven. how do you handle this? How do you handle this, Sandman? I really don't know how to handle this except to tell you that I have never waited this long to be on to 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 know for for a fact or for sure that this person is the person for me. So I ain't the one to really give you. If anything, I'm probably going to give you the worst answer that there's out there. My answer is plain and simple. If that if that man can't step up and do what he needs to do to to make you uh i don't know what it is to to make you the happy person that you want to be because obviously that means a lot to you then you you need to like start to you know reconsider some things well if i do recall you're the one that said that after a year you should already be married right hell yeah exactly so so that's how sandman's feel well i'm i'm I'm, i didn't say after you, uh, you should be i'm just saying after a year you should get a get a clue as to how things need to be seven years. Come on, man. It's way too well, I'm much. Gonna t- I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Sam, man, if this guy is waiting seven years and he still says that you're pressuring him, uh, I- I'm going to tell you, he's waiting to see if something better comes along, girl. Um, oh, that, that's all I could think of. Or maybe he's been testing to see if something's better. Or he's trying to figure out if something's better going to come along, regardless of the case. If after seven years he still doesn't want to talk about it or commit, you need to move on. Um, I, I hate ultimatums because I'm not an ultimatum kind of, kind of guy. I'm the one that you give me an ultimatum, I'll probably be like, well, fuck you, then bye. But at the end of the day, after seven fucking years, dude, you got to, you know, you got to give him an ultimatum. Basically, you know what? It is what it is. If you're not ready, I am. So kick rocks. But you know, but you know what, rocks. though? Here's the thing with that. It, the, I, I know how I feel about this whole seven year thing, but is is it a, a does is it based on when the seven years actually takes place? Are we talking about seven years in my twenties, seven years in my thirties, seven years in my forties? What are you talking about? Because I think well, those, I mean, I mean, different. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, if it's seven years in your forties, you don't fucked up because you're <laughs> wasting your whole fucking life, dude. Your, your life damn near over. I don't know. Um, These people probably but, like jaded at this point. They're like, nah. But if you're in your twenties, I mean, regardless whether you're in your twenties, I mean, unless you're in your fucking teens, um, if you're in your fucking twenties, or you know, if you're twenty, if you start dating twenty, and now you're twenty-seven, this motherfucker still doesn't know if he wants to be with you. You need to, he he needs to kick rocks. Um, same thing if you're in your thirties or forties. I mean, one, if you're in your thirties, and I'm gonna tell this to every man and woman. If you're in your 30s and 40s and you're waiting seven years to find out if this is the one, you're wasting time because <laughs> uh, you, you 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 ain't got much time left. So you should not be waiting that long if you're in your 30s and, and, and 40s. But if you're in your 20s and you waited seven years and you just bring up the conversation and he gets upset, uh, yeah, you need to give him an ultimatum. You basically need to say, you know what? I'm looking for somebody to spend the rest of my life with. And evidently, you're not it. 
because you refuse to talk about it. You refuse to even acknowledge the conversation. So uh, you need to, you need to, you need to go. But can I argue though, if you're in your thirties and your forties, you've probably been jaded with relationships at this point. You really ain't trying to make that move. Well, if you're forties and still single and you know, something must be wrong with you. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I you probably, offended. I just offended a shitload of people right now. They, now you, you, you haven't won my, you haven't won my, I won the, the trophy today for that. I'm holding oh, on Oh, you definitely that. won the trophy. <laughs> no, you definitely got the asshole award for today. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding Ain't no fucking tonight. doubt about that. Ain't no I, doubt about that. I ain't even going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> but going back to this, uh, this question right here. Yeah. If you're in your forties, man, and you still, I mean, you still waiting seven years. There's something wrong with you. Either um, that, and, or you ain't really looking to. You just looking just to. You looking for just companionship. You're not but looking. For you know what? Sometimes that. you know what I notice. Sometimes, sometimes people stay with the person they're with because they're afraid to be alone. Ah. So maybe that's one of these cases, right? Maybe you know this, this person is still with that person because they're afraid to be alone. Um, but that it sounds zone. Yeah, but it sounds to me that you might end up alone anyway because if he decides to move on, there's nothing keeping him there. I'm not saying a certificate's going to keep you there or a marriage license is going to keep you there, but at least it makes you double think, right? And, right. and, and I'm going to tell you a, a quick short story, Sam, man. Uh, I'm not going to say my wife gave me an ultimatum, but when I first met my wife, I told her, you know, fuck that, I'm not getting married, right? Mm-hmm. And she basically said, well, then we shouldn't be together because I'm looking for somebody that, you know, potentially we're going to be able to start a life together. I'm not saying she, you know, like she said, I'm not saying right now, but potentially. And I'm like, fuck, she fine. So maybe potentially. OK, you know what? Potentially. I, OK, I could change my mind. Well, then that's right? the answer right there. We that's we, we ended up we ended up getting married and same thing with kids. Right. I was like, fuck that. I ain't have no kids. And she ended up getting pregnant. Um, so now I have a kid, you know, and, like, so and was, what? What now? Yeah. What? <laughs> you you going to leave now, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, evidently, I'm still here. Right. And she's almost 15. So, hell. So it's, it's one of those things that you're going to have to put it down and basically decide what you want. Yeah. Um, do you want to be with this person regardless if you're married or not, whether you start a future or not? If you're content with that, then be it. If you're not content with that, then you're going to have to decide what you want. And that's my advice to you. Well, that's the answer right there, man. You you, you need to take control of the situation and, and decide what it is that you want. I totally agree. That's the I answer. totally agree. So couldn't said it better myself. That's the answer right there. You see, I'm, 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 I'm the wise one today. Yes, you are. I'm the wise one. So the next question is... Big heck and Sandman, why do you think they're sibling rivalries? I'm gonna let you take that one because I I got I got siblings, but we we're at least ten years apart, so there really wasn't any rivalry. Well, I, I got siblings, and within my siblings, there's definitely rivalries, and and I'm not gonna say rivalries, rivalries, but there's there's tensions between. Um, the best reason I think is. It, it, it's always going to be, you heard of the seven deadly sins, right? I, we know how you feel about religion, but you, you've heard of the seven deadly sins, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I have. I, I always have. think it falls into one of the categories of the seven deadly sins, either either of the seven, and it's usually pride or jealousy. 
Um, and what I mean by pride is um, basically you guys have an argument and neither one of you wants to be wrong. So neither one wants to give in. So you kind of hold your ground and you're like, fuck it. And then time passes. And next thing you know, it's 10 years and you haven't talked to each other. 10 years. Well, I'm just, I'm just throwing <laughs> shit out there. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that happens though. It happens. That's, that's deep. And, and then the other one, I think is jealousy, man. Whether you think mom and pops like you better than the other one, or you think somebody had it better than the other one. I mean, I think jealousy has a lot to do with it as well. So I think that's where usual uh, sibling rivalry start with. Um, but but you never, you know, you never had a little argument or disagreement with any of your siblings. Nope, no sir. I mean, Man, I was look a, at you. I'm the I'm kind of like the elder, so really. And then I also got the don't bring that drama around me. I don't do I don't do drama. I don't deal with drama too well. <laughs> so there's that. I, I, because I tell you to take a hike, so I really don't don't tell you, you know don't deal with the drama. But usually, from what I've seen, and and not necessarily with my own family, but what I see through people I know that they you know that they're having rivalries between themselves, it's usually because somebody offended the other person. And pride, pride is the biggest one. You know, they'll start fucking. Um, you know, well, I'm not going to talk to her. Oh, fuck her. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good example. I knew two friends that argued with each other at a party because one of them got drunk um, and she told something to the other one that offended her, whatever. And they actually stopped talking. They didn't talk to for, to each other like for three, four years. Um, wow. And not necessarily because of the argument, but because neither one of them was going to swallow their pride and say that they were wrong. That is the so, deep Fisher, my God. That's but that's you. usually the way. If you really think about it, it's not just sibling rivalry. Even in friendships, right? When you're in friendships, it's usually over pride, right? Neither one wants, you know, neither one wants to be wrong. So you kind of hold on to it. And next thing you know, time passes and you haven't talked to the person in a while. And that's the one thing that a lot of people have the worst time doing. People have the hardest time apologizing for shit. Yeah, especially if they believe they're wrong. Uh, oh, man. They're um, right. If you believe they're you're right, people will not apologize. Me, on the other hand, I really don't care if I'm right or wrong. If I just want to squash it, I'll, I'll 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 take the I'll take the L, I'll take the loss. I've observed sibling rivalries because obviously, uh, like I said, my wife she's got tons of siblings. So f- from that standpoint, I can see where the a little bit of the pride and a little bit of the jealousy and just just plain old we grew up together and then i know you i know how to 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 you know hit your buttons the right way to get you while and out in, in certain situations I, I can see that but i've seen the good side of it i haven't really seen the bad side of it but i, I understand how people have gotten out of touch how people haven't spoken to one another it's all it's always somebody does something that's completely out of line and from that point on you need like time for that shit to just kind of you know dissipate a little bit but yeah but you know <laughs> what, the biggest danger i think to sibling rivalries is time and i'm gonna tell you because you start thinking well w- within time we'll get together within time well and then time passes and then next thing you know you know years passes and and the one thing i'm gonna tell you like my family and my family growing up we had a patriarch right which was my grandmother my grandmother was a patriarch of the, of the family she's the one that kept everybody together 
So even when they were sibling rivalries, you know, with my cousins or whatever, right? I, I remember me and my cousins used to argue all the fucking time. You know, there were times that we didn't speak to each other. But my grandma always brought us together, right? So then you start getting in the room together. Next thing you know, you start talking. And next thing you know, you're you're back at it. But when there's no patriarch of the family, you know, when my grandmother passed away, next thing you know, like, I, I could honestly tell you, man, I got some cousins that I love true and dearly that I haven't seen since my grandma passed away in 2011. Um, I don't have no rivalries with them or anything. So, right. but, but I just haven't seen them. So well, now you probably weren't that close to begin with then. No, but we were, but we were, but my, you like I said, there was always a patriarch, right? And my grandma was always a patriarch of the family, the one that, that always brought us together. And the thing is now that now you add a rivalry to it or somebody offended somebody and you add the time to it, forget about it. And I think that that that's where it stems. It stems from when you don't have somebody bring the family together. And I think if you have somebody brings the family together, I think it's easier to squash those rivalries. It's just Probably. my opinion. And the older you get, the more deep rooted that stuff can get. And, it, and it's hard to really kind of overcome that, man, because then you. Then you're like, well, fuck it. This person ain't really bringing any, any positivity to my life. Why do I give a fuck about making this, you know, fixing this issue? F that. And, and you know, unlike us, that the older we get, we get wiser, right? Right? We're too wise men. But some people, the older they get, the more stubborn they get. Is that so? True? You know, you start adding that to it, and you know that that's what contributes to it. So, I mean, those are my thoughts on sibling rivalries. I think you want to try to avoid them as much as you possibly can. And for the most part, understand you guys are siblings. I mean, ain't no other. Uh, there really ain't that many people out there that got your back like your family. So you want to try to do the best you can to keep that to keep that tight, to keep that in line, man. Because pride, well, pride can hurt people. Yep. Well, you know, the one thing I do now. I ask myself when, you know, somebody pisses me off or I get upset. Um, the one question I always ask myself, is this worth arguing about or is this worth getting upset about? And, you know, then I decide, you know, how far I'm going to take it. And usually the answer is always no, because I'm not somebody that's going to keep a grudge just to keep a grudge going. And I'm not somebody who's uh, who won't apologize, even if I. Even if I think I'm right, but I know I offended you, I'll, I'll apologize just because the mere fact that I'm not going to keep it going just just so I could be right. You know what right. I mean? Uh, being right does not mean that much to me. Doesn't always have to be, man, because I there's been many a times where I've gotten into arguments with people. And then at, at some point, I just let it go. Be like, you know what? No, they, they, there's no point of like adding more fire to this because it ain't getting us nowhere. And if anything... I understand what your level of thoughts is and I can see what my level of thought process is. So we ain't going to see eye to eye on this one. Let's just let it go. Let's just, let's just get back to the That's level it. where we both, we both were on the, where both were like, cool. That's it. That's it. Sandman. And if I ever offended you, I apologize. No, sir. No, not none here. See with me, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool as a cucumber, man. I'll tell it like it is. You know Straight what? Up. I'm a fucking I, me too. I'm a fucking asshole. So I mean, like I told my family this weekend, you know, that I went to go visit. People take me, you know, you can only handle me on small doses. 
Um, I think that's why, you know, I, friends are real scarce with me because I, I'm, I'm a lot to handle. Um, I speak my mind and I, I don't shut up. You know, you get me going, I'm going to keep going. So, so if, if I ever, you know, if I ever hurt your feelings, I do apologize. No, sir. See, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm kind of like. Dude, let me apologize, man. That's that's the I'm thing. Fucking I, I, apologizing to you. That's, I just think I'm no big. I'm not big on apologies per se. Nah, Meaning you're people, say, people rarely offend me because I don't let it happen. You know what I mean? I don't let it go. happen. There's a there, there. There's a John Wayne. I think I've said it before on this fucking show. There's a John Wayne saying, "If I offended you, best believe I'm, I meant it." Right. So there and you, you said go, that man. Before too, yeah. I, I have. I have. So that's my favorite John Wayne. I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm put up on on our Instagram so people could, you know, uh, copy and paste it. But you know what time it is? Oh, it's about that time. Is it Fuck My Lifetime? It is Fuck My Life. Let's go. It is Fuck My Life with Big Heck. All right. I got. I, th- I think I got a couple good ones this week. What's today's story, um, man? So here we go. Fuck My Life with Big Heck. Today, my friend told me they've been able to see all my likes on Facebook. I've been liking a lot of BDSM fetishes. My mom follows me on Facebook. Fuck my life. I would have been like, like that damn. One? I mean, hey, the apple doesn't <laughs> fall far from the tree. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. You think it? Come on. The apple no. doesn't fall far from the tree. You think mom likes being spanked? I don't know. <laughs> But I can tell you, he, it, he pro- so so I want to know if he's the spanker or the spanky. He he probably goes both ways, man. Yeah, hey, 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 ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. So hey. he's been liking the B- BDSM fetishes on Facebook pages, and it, you know people been able to see his likes. Hey, people gotta know if you're gonna follow me, you're gonna get all this, okay? You're going to get the real Sandman. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get all this. It ain't just going to be, oh, cute puppy here. Here's the foodie <laughs> boy here. You're going to get the be, gimp. You're going to get everything. So You're going to get the gimp. If you can't handle it, don't don't <laughs> come and don't come after me and be like, yo, what's this about? Hey, man, you 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 decided you wanted to follow me. Hey, hey buddy, you like what you like, man. You <laughs> yeah. like what you like. But hey, buddy, whatever floats your boat, dude. But, hey. uh, you know, just block your moms. Just block your moms, man, because there's certain things moms don't need to know. No, sir. Mom and, mom and mom was what? Mom was also young at some point, too. Yeah, mom was probably into that when she was younger. That's all I'm saying. Not my mama, mom. though. My mama, my mama, my mama, my mama don't like no, not my mama. <laughs> no, I'll fuck it with you. Dude, that's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. See, but you know what? I, I've seen that shit on Facebook and Instagram where people post shit. I'm like, ah, did they mean to post that? No, nah, I'm going to be dead ass about it. I'm going to be like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I posted that. What's up? You got a problem with it? This but, is what I. But you know what? You know what? With Big Hack, man, with Big Hack, when when Big Hack posts something or say something, all they're gonna say is "fucking Big Hack." They will never be surprised with shit I post up. And that's probably all they need to say. But all I that's know a is for me, fucking Big Hack. You signed up for this, okay? Like I know it's just a simple follow, but with that follow. There's a bunch of stipulations that come with that. So you better read the fine prints. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. it. So 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 maybe uh maybe brother, you should put some uh some blocks or you know some privates on your um 
on your Facebook page so people won't be able to see what you like. Oh, some disclaimer. Mama don't yeah, watch this. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Mom, please don't follow me on Facebook. You're not gonna like what you see. No, sir. Uh, but but you like what you like. So hey, hey, it's all it's all good, baby. It's I am all, all for people who like what they like, man. I, I am I am not. I do not judge other people. I live in my own little bubble. I live in my own little world. I got my own. Hey, this is how far I'm willing to go. But hey, nah. if like going further than that, that's on you. I'll be like, okay. I think, hey, 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 hey. Now I think our fans want to know how far we are, are how far are you going here? Oh, Shit. I, I, I don't go that far. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just to make it clear, I don't go uh-huh. that far. But I don't, I, I, I don't necessarily say you can't either. No, that's not me. Okay, I mean, so you're not going to tell far. somebody else. Hey, well, you could go. You could go. You could do you, bro. You could do you all day. Hey, well, if you know me, you know me. So, hey, that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. That's how. All I right. That's it. all I'm going to say. Hey, I don't uh, think this is a fuck my life whatsoever. This is a recognized. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's kind of a fuck my life, dude. Come on, man. You don't want. I don't want. There's some some shit I don't want my mom to know about shit. I'm a straight but, up and, like, if she does, if she does, and she does, I mean, fuck, ain't no shame in my game. I'm like, well, fuck it, you, you know. I'm gonna spell five letters for you. Or oh, is it a six-letter word? A D U L T. Adult. Hey. You see, I'm dyslexic, dude. I was literally spelling that shit in my head. I'm like, A D U L T. Yep, you're a fucking adult. Adult. You're an adult, so nobody. A unless your mama's still paying your bills, dude. Don't give a fuck. Fuck it. You like what you like. You like to get spanked or you like doing you're either the spanky or the spanker or whatever it is. You know, hey, you if enjoy you, it, brother. If you feel that wild about just putting yourself out there like that, man, that's hey. on you. Hey, that's all I got to say. All right. I got another fuck my life. Fuck my life with Big Heck. Today, I went to the strip club. My friend surprised me and got me a lap dance. It was my cousin. <laughs> wow I, yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to get lap dance by any of my cousins yeah fuck my life just sure. not that, that that's no 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 life. dude I, I could imagine and I've been you know um I'm I'm like OJ Simpson right now if I would have done it if I would have gone to the strip club that one time with the homies um a friend of mine got me a lap dance and I'm getting the lap dance and it wasn't my cousin or anybody I knew but if it would have been my cousin I I, pr- I would have definitely walked the fuck out of there. Would you have let your boys know, or you would have been like, "Ah, uh, yeah." No, nah, I would have got. I, I, nope, it's one of those things that nope, I'm out of here. Nope, I'm walking straight to the. I'm fucking like, you door. know what? I don't like. I, you know what? I rather out. just. I like her instead. I like her instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't stay there, man. You can't stay there. You there's no fucking. And from that point on, you do not look at your cousin in the eye. Damn, dude, I'm done. I'm done. At that point, I I'm done. Not. I just can't. I can't. I can't. If I see my fucking, if I'm getting a lap dance and, and as soon as I look up, it's, you know, I'm seeing some, you know, titties in my face and I look up and it's my fucking, no, ain't, no, I that's, to God's I can't. Green I'll be traumatized, earth. bro. I'll be, I'll be traumatized. Man, I hope to God's green earth this never happens to me. Ever. And I, and like I said, I well, do you know, I still owe you, I still owe you that fucking, uh, a virtual lap dance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just let's go through the checklist and make sure I'm gonna call a few people in the family. Be like, hey, do you do? Do you do that? Do hey, you? just put okay. it on your fucking Facebook, dude. Just put it on Facebook. Any of my family members have an OnlyFans? Huh? <laughs> make and sure they reply. <laughs> I need a no from everyone, please. 
I need a no. I need, I need a no. Know, dude. No. Nope. No. Nope. That that this is a fuck my life moment. No, yeah, for sure. That was I'm not yeah, no, no, sir. I can't. I can't. If, if, yeah, if I look, yeah, no, no, I can't. I, I I you can't unsee this. No, sir. You can't unsee this, unstop that. But that was fuck my life with Big Heck. It sure was. That one definitely, definitely takes it right there. Dude, so what what we got going on, man? Where, where can our fi- uh, loyal listeners find us? Oh, that's right. So it's the end of the show. Let's go. Let's go ahead and give the people what they need to hear then. All right. So obviously, if y'all got some of this details from some fuck my life stories, you know where you can hit us up at. You can always hit us up at the on Gmail at hectic hour at Gmail. And of course, we love seeing some of the posts, answering some of my posts. And you can reach us at the underscore hectic underscore hour that's the gram for y'all and lastly on twitter hit us up at hectic hour it's been you know fun. what i think I, th- I think sandman needs to get a instagram account man i'm gonna have to man i'm gonna, You're have, gonna have to because to, i mean i've been like we be, i mean, out be quoting, I mean our producers out. our producers be putting polls out there and i mean you got to get involved here oh you're right you're absolutely right. I need to get my ass in there. I need to get out there. I need to get need out to, there. You need to get out there, man. I only I'm, got like two followers, but fuck it. All right. I'm doing big things. I'm doing I gotta big get, things. I got to get by, out there. By the end of this week, I'm going to get three. I'm and sure you know they want to hear about my religion quite, um, feelings, right? Oh, dude. I, that's why I want you to get one. I want to see how much fucking hate you're going to get. I'm about to get the whole Bible belt after me today. <laughs> man, no fucking doubt. <laughs> On that note, hey, you know what? About a good Peace time to out. make a debut on on, on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely gonna be interesting to say oh, the least. Sure. Oh, for sure. Hey, on that note, peace out, yes, everybody. Sir. Later. <laughs> <laughs>